This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just (laughs) straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. <laughs> it came <laughs> On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. It's great to be here with you uh, this morning, the day after Valentine's Day. Singles Awareness Day uh, is what they call it. I Honestly, I thought that was yesterday for a lot of people. Uh, we had a great show yesterday. I want to talk a, a little bit more about that uh, here in a little bit. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle. He's the executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, is here. Good morning, Benjamin. For instance, I learned yesterday that uh, that Barry White song for foreplay is very tame it compared is, to some it, of his other repertoire. Extremely uh, tame. Ben did read... Um, Love Serenade yesterday, and it was very dirty. It was Ben Reed's romance. Uh, yeah, the, the Drew says Ben looks pissed about something. He's not. He doesn't feel good. Uh, everybody is a little bit under the weather. The vibes are incredibly low in the Ben and Woods studio right now on a Thursday morning. I we do apologize, uh, but yeah, I, I no one feels great. I pumped, I feel fine. Paulie feels fine, but he had a rough morning. Yes. Benny is is losing the pipes. Uh, we we both sucked down some Alka Seltzer this morning. So how do you feel? Is it kicking in yet? 
A little bit. Yeah. 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 I think I'm on the, the right direction, at least at this point. Your tolerance for Alka-Seltzer has gone up since the, the early uh, days of the show. Give it a minute. Of the We're, show. All right. We're not quite there yet. I just finished it a couple of minutes ago. you got to wait for it to kick yeah, in. really. Yeah. It's like acid. Have its entire effect. Is it coming? It's coming. Is this it? Right? No, not yet. Do you feel anything? No? All right. It'll be, it'll, don't just relax. Don't fight it. Don't Everyone's fight it. feeling it. And Jeter in the chat says he forgot his phone at home. I mean... It's just a weird morning. You can't you can't even do your day without your phone anymore. little package? <laughs> yeah. Street version. Is there some special street version of Alka-Seltzer? It is a throwback Thursday, after all, here on Ben and Woods. But yeah, we're trying to... You know, we're trying to right the ship in here. It's weird. I talked to Polly yesterday, and I said... I go, honestly, man, like, we need to get our, our bodies and heads right for spring training. We're going to be out there in a couple of weeks. And uh, I said, but there's no, you know, there's no, we don't have a bench here at 97.3, the fans. So it's not like you can be, hey, just call in another show to come in and do it. I'd love, maybe we just get the tier ones in here. Just say, you tier ones come in and, and hold the ship down for us while we're out. Funny you should mention that. If you would look at your rundown, we do have a Throwback Thursday segment later today. Oh, is it the we day? We literally did that two years ago today. When we I invited told... a tier one. In, Dim- the, in Dimeo, the intro. Yeah. Oh, Daimyo. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> It's like the worst radio in history. So maybe that's not a good idea. I'd rather have us at 10% than a tier one that has no idea what he's doing. You know, because again, we're, this job is a job that everybody thinks that they can do. Dude, I did a podcast. It's the same thing. It's not. It's not. I love podcasts. I think, you know, there's a lot of talented podcasters. This is a different animal. It's a different beast entirely. The two, I said this before, the two greatest loves of my life. Baseball and radio, which are two things that every human being driving around this morning goes, I can do that. I can manage baseball. I can manage a bullpen. I know exactly what to do. I can do a radio show. I mean, I think I've proven, and we'll hear it later, it's not that easy. It's especially not that easy when you feel like a big old pile of poop. And that's exactly how most of us are feeling last night. How did Valentine's Day go for you guys? Mine, I spent mostly in bed, which usually you'd say, that must be a great Valentine's Day. (laughs) Not necessarily the case. Alone. Yeah, alone in bed. (laughs) Which can be fun. It can be fun in bed alone. Yeah, I got to give a shout out, first of all, to SD. Is that coming later? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What time are we doing that? Uh, I put it in our 9 o'clock hour. Okay. Yeah, just get on the air. And just do shout outs. And that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, I got to give yeah. a shout out first of all to SD. It's so compelling. <laughs> shout out, everybody. You can't do it, man. You can't do it. So you got to shout out to the 15 freeway. Right. Just shout out to all the different landmarks around San Diego. Shout out Escondido. Shout out to Cardiff Reef. You know, shout out La Mesa. Shout out uh, Encinitas. I mean, that's the most, it's the worst shout radio out of South all time. Bay. It's the worst radio of all time. It's the shout worst out radio. Gas Lamp District. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it, mine was fine. I mean, it was, we, you know, with kids, it's not an important enough night to take, you know, to get a babysitter and go to dinner or anything. We ordered in, uh, Hannah, Hannah didn't even eat what we ordered in. So we just, we just kind of plowed through it, to be honest. I went to bed, went to bed at 6.30, got in bed at 6.30, had a little syrup, went to sleep. I woke up feeling a little bit better this morning, but you, you know, you feeling bad makes me feel bad. And Polly had a rough morning. Polly, what'd you do? You spilled your coffee everywhere. Uh, yeah, got a little bit of a late start, but you nothing got... prohibitive. Right. And uh, let's see, I couldn't find the clothes I wanted to wear today. I was digging around for those. 
spilled my coffee, got into some construction, you know, the middle of the night, construction on the freeway, the realized I needed to get gas, so I just had to pull over, <laughs> grab some gas real quick. I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. The coffee spill is a nightmare. You've done it. I've done it. It is. It does not set your day up in a good, good, good like, in a good well, manner. I got to get gas anyway, so I guess I'll just bring it in there and fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So you laid in bed and got. You did not. Did you not go to work last night? I did not. You no, did not. Good no. for you. I'm, I was. I was actually off last night, though. I have to go back tonight. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Oh man. Yeah. It's. It's. It's gonna be like a library in here every time Ben talks. I know. It's gonna talk like this. Everybody, just be quiet. I just want you to feel good. The reference section is over there. <laughs> And you both are very, very loud right now. You do sound kind of sexy when you talk low and deep. Read those Barry White lyrics now. Yeah, take off that. It was pretty good yesterday, but yeah. It was really good. Today we are definitely uh, feeling sexy. I got a nice uh, DM last night from Stephanie Daly, who we had on the program yesterday in the, uh, the last segment of the day. And she goes, I had so much fun uh, doing the show with you guys. And I said, well, we had fun having you. She goes, thank you for pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I said, well, thank you for pushing us out of our comfort zone as well. Uh, and I think it went over really well. Paulie said the chat got kind of gross, so he had to turn the chat up. Like, come on. What's wrong with you people? It's just, come on. It's a pretty girl. You don't have to. It was like starting to get weird, as it typically does when we have a female guest on. Sometimes it's like they've never, you've never seen a girl. And before. then there was like two comments. I won't repeat them. And something I just said, about Kleenex. You know, you know that's, that's, that's it. it. We're out. We're not, we can't we're, do we're this. Just, Come we're on. This, off. this poor girl is like on the radio for the first time. She's nervous as hell. The last thing I want is for her to see those comments and just spin out of control. A hundred percent. You can't. You can't expose her to that. Uh, but she was great. And I said, well, thank you for you know pushing us out of ours as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun having her in, talking about something different, you know, talking about relationships and whatnot. And uh, I thought she did a really, really great job. You know, it's interesting because she exudes so much self-confidence when you're out there and, and you're putting yourself out in public with the content she's creating on camera all the time that someone could be out of a comfort zone just talking on the radio like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it was very humanizing to hear you say that. Very, very much. And so I told her she's welcome any many uh, any anytime she wants to come on, come on. God. And then she posted um uh, people were commenting, "Oh my gosh, I heard you on the show. You did such a great job. You'd love to have you on, you know, you should go on again and again." I said, "Man, anytime we need some stuff for uh, relationships or whatever, a female's perspective certainly could turn to her. I thought she was amazing and did a great job yesterday. Um, uh, that's that's really like, I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really fun and different and exciting, and it's fun to do different things uh, at times. Now, today's going to be a little bit more challenging here on Ben and Woods. We don't have any guests lined up. We did reach out to Jenny. Well, we got Sammy, right? We got Sammy, We got yeah. Sammy. Uh, we did reach out to Jenny Kavnar. I'm sure she is slammed right now with requests. And I mean, uh, what, she, what she's done, Jenny Kavnar is going to be the new play-by-play uh, for the Oakland A's. And I'm sure she's slammed. I'm sure there's every radio show in town's trying to get her on or in, across the country, woman to get that gig. That's a pretty good deal. So we'll. I have confidence we will catch up with her at some point. No doubt. We will get, get to her eventually, but I don't think she can even keep up with all the DMs and texts that she's getting right now. What can I uh, do to make you feel better? I think you've already done it. You've handed me your medicine supply. Yep, you sent me a lot of medicine. Alka-Seltzer. I am. Uh, this is just I'm, the this first is as good step. As it's going to get. This I think. is the first step. These are gateways. Just so you know. This like some <laughs> special street version of Alka-Seltzer. 
I'll never forget that day. I go, Benny, it's just Alka-Seltzer. And he was like, I don't know. That was like a month into the show. It was a month into the show. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel different. How are you feeling right now? Good to kick it in? Yeah, a little bit. You starting to see tracers or anything? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? Okay. No. All right. No. I think I'm getting better. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Is it is it bad to look at the clock and just see how much is left? Three hours and fifty minutes left. <laughs> no, we're good. Just to take it one tick, segment tick, at a time. Tick tick. Just tick, one tick. segment at a time. I like the chat is going off right now. You can watch us on YouTube um, if you're so inclined. Go to YouTube.com, search for Ben and Woods. You can hit the uh, subscribe, join, whatever, like the show. Uh, people are in there gifting memberships right now, which is just incredible. They're Sweet trying to angels. they're trying to turn the vibes around. Yeah, man. Look, we're gonna do the best we can today. Certainly, with everybody feeling at about twenty five percent. But I am. I will tell you, I, mean, I am a little nervous about spring training because when we talked to Sammy yesterday, <coughs> excuse me. When we talked to Sammy yesterday, I I said it to him. I said all the good questions are being asked right now. We're dead. When we get out there, it is straight <laughs> up going to be like, what kind of music do you listen to? What do you like for breakfast? Do you wear boxers or briefs? How do you put your toilet paper roll on? I mean, we it's going to be the dregs of the earth. I cannot go out there in three weeks, Ben, and ask, or two weeks and go, so what happened last year? How do you make sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes last year? What's your approach going to be? What have you worked on in the offseason? I'm dead. I don't know what to do. I mean, and you told us so. You, you told us. You have to realize that not everybody will have heard every answer, but you have to ask important questions while putting your own spin on them at the same time. Like, like make it spooky. Make it spooky. Yeah. Ooh. You can interview Mike Schilt, yeah. but we'll make it spooky. Ooh. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. We will uh, we always we always get there and then we after There could be new news between now and then as well. Maybe we'll show <laughs> up and the Padres will make a couple of big moves yeah. and we'll have lots to talk about when we get there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, we'll get into uh, everything we heard yesterday out at spring training as well. I like I liked what Fernando Tatis Jr. had to say yesterday. I liked it a lot. I think he's, you know, again, somebody tweeted we're watching him mature a little bit in front of our own eyes, and I think we are, which, you know, that happens the older you get. I'm way more mature, hard to believe, at 48 than I was at 38. Uh, but I love that. I love seeing him watch, have confidence going into camp, set his confidence through the roof. So uh, I think you need a, a confident Fernando Tatis Jr. if you're going to win ball games, and uh, I like where his head's at right now. I think it's pretty clear that the Padres aren't going to have a good season unless <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. has a really – Really good year, 100%. but honestly, even if Juan Soto was still here, I I think the same thing is true that they were always going to need Fernando Tatis Jr. to have a good season in order to be successful. So nothing in my mind really changes about that, and the reports are all good. We will uh, we'll hear from Fernando coming up. Some of the comments that he made yesterday, we'll get to that later here in our first hour. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys. I spent a lot of my day yesterday doom scrolling the timeline and. Uh, it's tough. It's tough out there. You know what happened in in Kansas City for the uh, parade. It's just a hard. It's a hard situation to um, to process, and it's an even harder situation to talk about. Um, I've tried before, and I think you know um, the fact that it's a polarizing topic. It sucks. Is That's the worst part. Awful. I mean, I can't when when the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, happened. Uh, I came in and I lost it, man. I got two kids in, in school and I lost it. I broke down. And the next thing I know, I was being called a woke libtard. And so I think, I think honestly, like the position it puts me in or us in is just, I, 
Thoughts, prayers? Like I, that's all. No, we'll give that a shot again. <laughs> yeah, just just thoughts and prayer. I don't know what to say. So I mean, I see it here on the rundown, and I'm, I spent my afternoon doom scrolling it, and I'm reading people's comments, and and there really shouldn't be two sides of this thing. I mean, our citizens are being gunned down in public places. I don't know when that became political. Those are human lives. It sucks, and I spent. I, it really messed my head up for a lot of the day yesterday, and I. It's one of those things that drives me away. Um, from people instead of bringing us together. And so it really bums me out. I hate to see it. There's a guy that tweets out the list of places where it happens, and when you and you just you see it getting bigger and bigger, and it's like grocery store, movie theater, church, mosque, synagogue, now a Super Bowl now parade. a Super Bowl parade. We're running out of places, people. We're running out of places where we can gather as Americans and brothers and sisters. We're running out of places. It's also part of the reason why, hey, why don't you go out and do anything? Because I want to be at home because I'm a lot safer in my home than I am really at anywhere. But uh, I do offer my thoughts and prayers to those people. I'm sick. I'm sick of it, and I'm sick to my stomach. I, I feel like we can have a discussion that isn't necessarily political, overtly political, and talk about this subject because I don't think either of us are extremists. No. On, on either end of this issue, there are people who are extremists when it comes to both getting rid of guns and making guns incredibly available to everyone, and yeah. neither of us fall on no. either of those ends of the uh, the spectrum. So I, I think there's a, a spot somewhere in the middle that we can have a discussion about that coming up at 7 o'clock this morning. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about some of the sound that we got yesterday from Padre Spring Training. Set the menu for the rest of our program. Getting started here on a Thursday. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you can bear with us a little bit with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief Businessman there to drink my wine Come and dig my earth Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Got a uh, spring training uh, injury to uh, update you guys on. Don't get alarmed. Don't get alarmed. It's just my dad. He's, oh. he's going under the knife this morning. Right in seven minutes. Uh, got the old uh, Tommy John, my pops, this morning. Like, really? Tom, like, really, like Tommy UCL John. replacement yeah. surgery? Yeah, my dad, Gary Woods, uh, little Tommy John this morning. He's helped to be back. Too many you know. innings on yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, is this my fault? Because I used to make that dude throw me pop flies that were, I'm like, Hire! <laughs> No, no, no. Higher! And he would go down all the way up, throw it. I'm like, I think this is mine and my brother's fault. Uh, but my pops, Gary, is going under the knife this morning. Um, and So he's out of the rotation for 14 yeah, months Yeah, I mean, I think, you know. Uh, it was, How's that going to impact his next contract? It's tough. It's tough. You know, he retired. 
but has been thinking about making a comeback. This is going to slow that down for sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's not getting any younger. And uh, but these guys are these guys. The surgeons are are really really great uh, at what they do. He's a little worried about nerve damage in his hand, so they're going to get in there this morning. A twelve inch scar, Benny. That is a foot long. They're putting a foot long subway sandwich scar. Wow. on his <laughs> on his arm. The dude is a beast, man. So. Uh, love you, Dad. I hope you, you know, we need you back in the rotation at some point. So don't rush your rehab. You now, is he going to Dr. James Andrews? One no, of the best? No, no, he's in uh, somewhere in Dallas, I think. So um, they're great. They're great. Ed's discount house of Tony no, John no, that's, surgery. No, no, that's one place he will not skimp on is the doctor. Uh, but love you, Pops. And, and I know you're going to be feeling, uh, no, you're going to be feeling good soon. Uh, all right, good show coming up today. We're, is it? Well, we're going to be a little sound-heavy early. Keeps me from talking, which is a good thing. But we're going to hear from Fernando Tatis Jr., who spoke for the first time at Padres Spring Training yesterday. Get to hear um, maybe a, a new attitude from Fernando Tatis Jr. I think we both kind of liked what we heard yesterday Big time. Uh, from Nando as he uh, he gets ready for a, what could be a pivotal season in his career coming up. So we'll get some of that audio coming up. Uh, 7 o'clock hour features uh, Real or Fake on a Throwback Thursday. We'll try to qualify someone for a trip to Las Vegas. Don't do this. I, I want to tease this because I didn't really understand it, and I finally found an article in The Athletic that explained a little bit. Why are so many baseball players upset about the new uniforms at spring training this I've, year. I've been seeing this, and I didn't want to wade into the argument, but I people keep posting pictures, Ben, going one next to the other and going, this is egregious. And I go, I don't, I don't know which one they're talking about. I didn't, and so I just I, didn't say I'm not say a Jersey anything. guy, so I, I can't really tell the difference, but the guys who do know, the players, the ones that are unhappy, uh, they spoke to The Athletic, and now we've got a little bit more as okay. to why okay. some of the players are unhappy with the new Nike uniforms that okay. are going to be worn this spring, certainly, and then probably during the season as well. So we can throw that in uh, in Don't Do This. Sammy Spring Training will be with us at 735 from Peoria, Arizona. Daily check-in with what's going on with Padres at Spring Training. Then the second half of the show will continue our Tier 1 tour. Uh, we're still in the AL East. Uh, today we'll take a look at that always frugal but efficient organization, the Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody, Probably, nobody does it better, frankly, Probably in that will win a bunch of games with a bunch of guys that you don't really know who they are this season, as they always do. <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Randall Report, and uh, we got some SDSU basketball tickets to give away to tomorrow night's game against New Mexico at Viejas Arena. So Another big all, one. all of that coming up on the program today. How are you feeling? Not great. Not great. All right, what else? How about water? You're drinking coffee. You need water. Caffeine, I think, is bad for you right now. You need, you need to just be flushing your system I with can't water. Really, I can only take small sips though, and I want to have. There's a little sugar in here. I feel like I need some <laughs> calories because I didn't. I haven't really eaten much the last few. That days. That is not going to help you either. Should I? You want me to go make you a pop tart? Not really. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh yes, we forgot yesterday. Yes, we did. I'm so sad. Guy lived a hell of a life. The guy. Uh, Fred Pop Tart, Post, William Post, William Post. I made Fred like Post Pop-Tart. cereals and yeah. Post breakfast foods. <laughs> he died. That was actually his name. He was in his nineties and he passed away. He invented the Pop Tart. The guy is a he's an mfing genius. I mean, there that is one of the greater food inventions that has stood the test of my dad's gener like my dad's generation, my generation, your generation, Polly. My kids have eaten pop tarts before. Uh, they've they're often imitated. They're never duplicated. My wife bought those Trader Joe's ones before. I, one bite, I was like, like a frisbee. That's not even close. 
The guy was a legend. So when he invented them, he originally called them fruit scones. That's maybe the worst but idea then they ever. they decided, let's go with Good a move. bit of a jazzier name that might appeal to kids. And they came up with Pop-Tarts. William and Post? It's, I believe it is William Post. Yeah. 96 years old, that dude died. Shout out to his family. 100%. Thank you for so many, <laughs> so many Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings getting up, just going, ah, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want a strawberry frosted Pop-Tart or I want a cherry frosted Pop-Tart. The guy crushed it. Crushed it. Uh, the four original flavors, Ben. Strawberry, blueberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and apple currant. They sold 3 billion Pop-Tarts in the year 2022. 2022. That's amazing. That's a, that's a Pop-Tart for almost half of every, every person on the planet. What was he worth? $700 billion? I mean, he's a legend. So he passed away. 96. Post cereals include honey bunches of oats, golden crisp, grape nuts, honeycomb, pebbles, and (laughs) waffle crisp are among the cereals that his company also had on the market. What a legend. Net net worth of $8 million. That's it. That's it? Oh, my God. He must have made some bad decisions, some bad, bad dealings. Maybe he just spent it all. You know, no reason to get to 96 and take it with you. How high on your own supply would you have gotten if you were the... Owner and inventor of Pop-Tarts. How did you gain all the weight? Yeah, you know how I gained it, Larry? I invented Pop-Tarts. That's how I gained all the weight. That's why I'm a fat turd, because I've eaten Pop-Tarts every single day for my life. Uh, but yeah, we, we forgot to mention that yesterday, so shout out to his family for sure. All right, let's uh, take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll hear from Fernando Tatis Jr., some of the sound from Padre Spring Training yesterday in Peoria. That is next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Ben and Woods, 97.3, the fan. Uh, my man can't, he, uh, he just, I don't know that he can handle his, uh, I mean, I, I can't even call it drugs. It's just Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Look, my kids take Alka-Seltzer, but. He's messed up. He's, uh, he's, he's dizzy. I, I think maybe we just send him home. I think that's probably. I'm not, su- I mean, I'm like three and a half hours. Uh, can you guys wonder if they can see? Can they see out there? Yeah. <laughs> can they see him? <laughs> He's laying on the couch out there. The he couch. just is toast, man. <laughs> he is toast right now. Oh, Paul, yeah, Paulie put it out. There he is, out on the uh, <laughs> out on the couch. If you're watching on the YouTube feed, man, he is. He's having a rough morning. I think. Poor guy. I think we just send the dude home. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here at this point? We'll just we'll just wear it. We'll wear it. We've been there. Oh man, oh, poor guy. Let's just get, you should just get him out of here. Yeah, go. Benny, just go home. 
Go home. Benjamin, just go home. Can you drive? He's waving us off. <laughs> He's, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, we tried. EST3 says, I remember when he went home and his nose was bleeding. Yeah, yeah. Because he's out cold. We all have that friend, right? You're like, oh, did we give him too much? I think we did. It's just <laughs> it's Alka-Seltzer. Paul, it's Alka-Seltzer. What was the other one that he uh, – I could feel this Advil kicking in? I can feel in. the Advil kicking in. He just is a pure – he has a pure heart and he has a pure um, – he has a pure uh, – his innards are pure. They've never been sullied by things <laughs> like acetaminophen that don't really affect guys like myself and you. And, <laughs> right. You know, it's very weird. Jocelyn is a nightmare. Jocelyn, our tier one, just says make him eat a bean from the wheel first. Oh, that's I mean, that is yeah. like – I mean, look. That is like, I couldn't even do that. It might actually kill him. That is straight up evil. So maybe we'll let him Maybe we'll let him sleep for a couple of segments and he'll feel better. But, I mean, the guy burns the candle, you know, at both ends. He did not have to work last night, so he did get some rest and got in bed early. Said he had the chills and stuff. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I'm a little bit at a loss. But I guess we'll just plow through, I mean, Paul. he is out. In the spirit of Ben Higgins... Um, no one plows through better. That's exactly what we will do here on uh, on Woodsy and Paul this morning. You know, I uh, during the commercial break, I, I hate this. But we were just talking about the uh, inventor of the Pop Tarts, yeah. Bill Post. Bill Post, as he was known, and uh, he passed away the other day. And we have talked about this before. We have this thing called the old prep service, and the prep service is. Uh, what radio stations, what your favorite radio station doesn't want you to know about because right. they mine a ton of content from this every single morning. And people have DM'd us and go, oh, my God, you're this segment. On another show. He goes, I heard it verbatim on another radio show in town. We're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly a bunch right. of hacks. It's the crutch, man. That's the crutch. <laughs> so I was flipping through it during the commercial break, and they have – Top things overheard at the funeral of, of Bill the inventor of Pop-Tarts. Okay. Uh, first one here. Instead of a cremation, his body will be toasted. It's not bad. He gave the world so much, like diabetes. That's maybe a bit harsh. I mean, I ate him. I don't have diabetes. He's a great man, but despite his uh, frosty exterior, he was really sweet on the inside. That's good. That's not bad. His legacy will live on whenever a parent doesn't love their child enough to make breakfast for them. Yeah, I'd say that's actually dead on balls accurate. Tony the Tiger, another post foods mm-hmm. creation. Tony the Tiger sent flowers for his grave. Grave. All right, I think that's uh, enough of the. Uh, he didn't die. He exceeded his sell by date. He expired. These are terrible. Absolutely. It was terrible. so sad. He was on a ladder working on his house, and then there was a. Snap, crackle, and pop. Nope. All right. I'm done with that. Uh, so what we were going to do here. We'll do this after traffic. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. met okay. with the media yesterday. And his 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 vibes are very high. Whatever we are, he's the opposite of right now. I'd say that's accurate. All right. We'll play that next. In pretty much every sense of the word. Let's check traffic with the great Kelly Danick. Thank you, Kelly Danick. So, yeah, they, uh, they, they got Fernando yesterday, and um, he was I, – I, let me look at the list here. There we go. Start from the top. Yeah, start from the top. Asking him, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., about his expectations this season. Last year kind of being like a practice year, and the numbers were, they were okay. Should there be any question that you'd be back to being Fernando this year? <laughs> I just want them to see. You know, I don't want to put any words out there, but 
Um, I'm just going to say I, I really have a really good offseason. Um, my confidence is through the roof, and um, I just want them to sit down and see what I'm going to do this year. I like that because... Fernando having confidence through the roof, that makes me excited for the season. It's uh, uh, The game is so brutal, and it's so mental. And when you have the natural ability that he has, um, if your head is, if you're, if you're doubting yourself at all, it's like the most impossible game ever. I mean, you just, you cannot survive and you have to be okay with failing. Uh, it was his first season back, you know, after the suspension, after the surgeries. And I love that he put in work in the off season. Uh, I had no doubt that he would. He loves playing baseball. And I think that was kind of my whole thing all season when, um, when people were upset that he was going to play in the Dominican League, and I said, man, I, I will never, ever get upset with a baseball player playing baseball. And if he gets hurt, it, it's, it wasn't meant to – I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're not going to sit in a bubble. I want my, my, my players engaged in that game. And I think one thing we forget about a lot of players – now, there are players out there in, in the big leagues that are like, hey, it's a good gig, I make a ton of money, but you know, I don't really love the game. You can never deny that kid's love and passion for the game of baseball. You see how he plays it. He plays it with his hair on fire. He plays very, very hard. Um, he is a showman as well. He is all of the above. So him going into the season with some confidence, yeah, I mean, we need him. I, I think when I look at Fernando Tatis Jr., I look at him and I'm like, I, there is no way that guy couldn't go 50-50. Seriously, oh, yeah. like there's, he's got every bit of the talent – in him to go 50-50. I don't think Manny Machado's a 50-50 guy. I don't really think there's too many other players that are. Very few are. But I, I look at him and I go, yeah, like I I don't expect that from him, but he's certainly capable he's got of it. it. In him. He's got it in him, certainly. Well, he talked about his offseason and playing uh, winter ball down in the Dominican Republic. I, th- I think it was a great offseason, um, especially playing back in, in winter ball. I feel like I was. I need to fix a couple of stuff in my swing, and I definitely did. I feel way better than I did last year, and uh, you know, talent plus work ethic. Um, this offseason work ethic, I feel like it's it's going to be special. Do you feel like that you had last season after missing so much time? Like this is the season, kind of where you can take off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year it was there we go. it was more getting back on track, you know, see how I was going to bounce back after all those surgeries, trying to, you know, my left arm, see how I was feeling during the, during a long season. And, you know, it was a battle. But at the end of the day, uh, I feel like we took, contro- we took control of everything that we can. And uh, but now this year is totally different on what is preparation and what I'm aiming for. What did you need to work on you know, that you could do down there that you couldn't do in the hurry of the season last year? It's just, you know, just actually giving yourself the time to work on your swing, on, on work on stuff, because during the season, you're just looking for results. You know, you cannot sit down and trying to break down your swing, fix what you're trying to, trying to accomplish during the day. But in the off season, working with the people that know you swing, with the, with my dad, with my uncle, that def- definitely built me up. I feel like it's an A plus. What were some of the things you think you fixed with that swing? <laughs> Just little details on, you know, on, on my swing. I feel like I could put it into words, but I feel like that's uh, it's like a samurai getting ready for war. I feel like <laughs> I cannot I cannot put it into words. Like a samurai getting ready for war. That's maybe my favorite quote of all time. 
Uh, yeah, dude. He's I, I expect great things from him this year, and I know he expects great things from himself. Uh, this is let's skip the one, Paulie, about the platinum glove. I want to go right to number four when they asked him what position uh, they think he thinks that he'll play this year. It's, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be right field. Um, probably we were talking with Skipper. Um, they're probably right and center at the same time, but that's <laughs> definitely going to happen. But, you know, um, it's going to be right field so far. Do you, you want to play center field? Is that a position that you prefer, or do you, would you like to just stick to, to a corner? That was – AJ and the manager, you know, asked me that same question during the offseason. And, uh, you know, we sat down, and, and I went straight to them, and I said, I feel like right field and pickup bar is more important than center field. And I, uh, I was, we were just thinking and talking. I feel like I can do a way better job in our right field in Peco than me playing center field. And uh, I feel like right field is a spot for me right now. How much did playing right field last season like shape that opinion? Did you have that opinion before you had you had done that? No, actually not. But when I got back there and I saw, I really paid attention to the dimension of of our ballpark. I. I saw the difference, and you know, I was catching fly balls center field and right field, and I felt like I was able to, even to run more and, and right field cover more, more ground. It's just we just need to have the right, like the right approach uh, in the outfield now this year that maybe they can even let me a little bit cover more ground and center field and left field and skip a little bit to the corners. I like that a lot. He's really too. put a lot of thought into that. He has, and I like that. And you know, I, I saw. You know, listen, I saw a couple people say, "Oh, that's the wrong answer." You're supposed to say, "What you're supposed to say is, I'll play wherever they need me." Um, that being said, that's a guy that knows where he's best suited. And I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't get the same uh, vibe from him as like when we asked people where they want to hit and all that in the lineup. Like he just. He just won a platinum glove out there. You just moved him. I have no doubt that he could play center field. I have no doubt that he could play left field. I have no doubt that he could play third, short, second, first, or maybe even close a game if you needed to. Uh, honestly, like there's not too much on the baseball diamond he can't do. <laughs> I'm just fine leaving him there. And and I know people talk about value, and the corner outfield guys are uh, much easier to find allegedly uh, than a than a great center fielder. I know also it's not that they're easier to find. I think I do think center field is more of a premier position. It's up though. the middle, and you want to be strong you, up you the middle. You always want to be strong up the middle, and he is our strongest player. But he can still be strong up the middle playing right field, and I think that's what he's saying. He's going to be able to cover more ground to his right. In the gap, he can cover more ground down the line. He has the dimensions. He likes it. He's happy. He was engaged last year. He was massively engaged. Uh, he ran out. He did the airplane. He was pumping the fans in right field up. You just—he's got the best arm out there. That's where you want your your best arm uh, is in right field. He can make all the throws. He should have had probably. If we had. If we had good umpiring and catchers that could catch, he probably would have had six to eight more outfield assists than he had last year. Yeah. Um, he will hose a guy at first base this year. I have no doubt about it. He's an elite, elite right fielder. He's proven that. Let's stop tinkering, you know, at this point. You want to you want to make somebody a center fielder. You want to sign Michael Taylor. Uh, go do that. But let this kid play right field and be the best in the league, which he was last year uh, defensively. So, 
Platinum gloves do not grow on trees, man. Like it's just so hard to do. And he did it. So I love where his head's at. Um, as with every single player, you know, please take he's gonna take care of himself. I just hope no freakish injuries or anything like that happens, and he is out there right field, ready to go. I just don't think you mess with him. I really don't, and I understand the value of ha- of being strong up the middle. Um, but yeah, man, I the just... problem is right now with our roster because I, I agree you do want your strongest arm in right fielder in right field. You typically have your best glove in center field. Well, he is. We only have two outfielders, so he's our best glove. We've got three now. We got Dirks and Profar and, and Sugar. So okay, sorry about that. But again, three. he can cover. He he's is still our best glove. He's our best arm. He's our best bat. He's our fastest speed. Like he's everything in the outfield. That's so. that's exactly right. So uh, I, my, if it were me, I'm not moving him at all. I'm just letting him play and to go out there and be the best right fielder if, he can be. If we end up going with the youth movement and AJ doesn't go out and acquire a prototypical, you know, standard center fielder, say, would that change the equation at all? Would you rather have Jackson Merrill on the corner instead of getting his first taste of the big leagues in center field? And then you, you know what I mean? Like, does then that open that conversation up with Fernando? Honestly, man, I just think for me, he's proven he can do it. Um, just because he can play center field doesn't mean he should. And sure. I do agree with what he says. There's a lot of ballparks, I think, and I think Craig was talking about this yesterday. There's a lot of ballparks where, yeah, right, the right field, the power alleys, like he can get to. There's no ground he can't cover out there. Um, so I, I'm down with just leaving him out there, man. Mm-hmm. I really am. And uh, he knows what he's doing now, and he's invested. He's bought in. Moving him out there again could affect his performance at the plate. I expect, don't want that. I expect just huge, huge things from him. Let's let's stop jockeying guys around. <laughs> let's kind of figure out what the, the next five years is going to look like and whether that's Jackson Merrill out there or Jackson Merrill's on a corner and Sugar's in center. Um, you know, that, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with him playing right field. Is that it from Fernando? Do we have uh, more? We have one more. He talked about uh, what, what did he make of all of the offseason oh, yeah. changes? It was tumultuous, it was, yeah. It was a horrible, horrible offseason season. Really, any way you looked at it from this organization, what were his thoughts on uh, how everything transpired over the last few months? It's, I feel like it was kind of a sad off, not kind, but it was definitely a sad off season, you know, by the passing of, of Peter. And, you know, it was it was a dagger straight to our heart, not to just the player, but to the city of San Diego and any any just any people that, you know, that met Peter. And then after that, I feel the game is going to take care of itself. I feel like AJ is going to be is going to be a team that we can compete, and I trust him. So we're just going to go out there and give our best. What should the, the mindset and the approach of the team be this year coming after last season? Just come together, togetherness. I feel like that that's going to be the bigger part, and you know, do what play bright baseball games. You know, ask just do what the game is asking us to do. Um, just forget about our our egos and who can do better. It's about it's about the team and how can how can we perform together. But I, I don't know how you hear that as a Padre fan and you're not excited about that. You know, no, he's not talking about getting his personal numbers and I want to do this and I want to do that. It is coming together. It is putting our egos aside and and figuring it out and and learning how to pull on the same rope together. So I'm excited to hear that they're saying the right things. Really to a man out there right now at spring training, all of them, including the skipper and all the way down. And I thought A.J. Preller, uh, you know, again, doesn't doesn't say a lot in his pressers. 
Um, but I even there were a couple of little nuggets that we played and talked about yesterday that I look at and I say, all right, good. Like, I mean, at this point, if you see that A.J. Preller speaks to the media now and you're expecting to get a bunch of information, that's on you at this point. Yeah, He's been here 10 years. It is. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you can't get – you can no longer get upset when he doesn't tell you exactly what strategy they're going to employ. Uh, he never has. never will. It's not like he's going to break out of it at, I mean, at some, some of those point. questions he was asked, like, about very specific players. Right. And – it's, that's not even an AJ thing. Like, no GM is no. going to be like, yeah, actually, we just got off the phone with Scott Boris about an hour ago. We offered Blake you know, this right. lunch. Like, that's just not how any GM does business. It is, it those is are cr- stupid questions. I will say, yesterday, Chris Young, uh, who's the, uh, the GM of the, the Texas Rangers, who's just coming off a World Series, he did say, he straight out said, we're not adding anybody else. We're not, we're not doing it. They got kind of hosed by their TV deal as well. Now, again, that's a team that just won a World Series. Yeah. Now, does that make it easier? To not add anybody, or does that make it harder? Like, of course you want to run it back. Of course your fans want you to run it back. But I thought, you know, pretty ballsy for him to come out and be like, nope, we're good. We're going to run with the team, the, the guys we have, that, and that includes not bringing back uh, Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery. We're not going to do it. Um, so this is what we got. We're going to run this thing back. They've, you know, they, they have a really, really good team still, but I think they're lacking in starting pitching as well. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I do get the sense that uh, A.J. is still in the market. Uh, I've been told he's still in the market, still looking, still talking to teams about certain players. Uh, and that's, you know, we'll see if anything uh, materializes. But we may end up going with, with the guys we have, and that's going to make it really, really interesting. All right, one hour in the books, my friend. Benjamin is still uh, on the couch. We will play real or fake. I don't have any of the info. Maybe he gets up and comes back to work. Well, I can host it if we need to. All right, to. If you can host it if we need to. Uh, but we will be right back. It's Ben and Woods. Thanks so much for being here when we are at our... Uh, uh, we're at about 25%. We're going to keep grinding, though. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 